This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. This holiday intro is getting um, it's getting a lot of work. This is the last time we're going to play it. We yeah. used it twice. Two days in a row. Maybe we'll recreate it for next year. Yeah. No, I'll save it. I'll save this one. Okay. I had big plans to have a... Uh, like last last year in December, we had a holiday intro for a whole month, but not this year because I got lazy and then got COVID. You see, much like my house, I, I I'm not so worried about the uh, the Christmas decorations. What do you mean? Like you you don't think we need a Chris? We don't need anything to sound Christmassy? Well, like if you left it up to me, it wouldn't get done. Just like there's literally zero Christmas decorations. That's like a lot of house. other things. I feel I've left up to you in the yeah. context of this show, and they just yeah. didn't happen. Well, I I, yeah, I feel like uh, I've learned to prioritize life. Okay, so what you're saying is you put no effort into this. Uh, it's just you know I found the things that I really care about is where I put effort in. Like Fortnite. Like Fortnite. Like that this show, I put effort into this. Do show. you? Yeah. Do you? I do. Um, oh, that hurts a little we, bit. I I just still like I don't feel Christmassy this year. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I I felt it's weird. Like last year, you couldn't even really go anywhere, and I felt more Christmassy then. Okay. I don't know. It's it's. I just. What do you think would make it feel like Christmas? I think maybe it's because I live in the suburbs now. Like like when I lived in Hoboken, it was uh, I, I you know I, I was constantly walking by storefronts and stuff that would be all Christmased up. Also, I think there's something to be said about living near apartments where you can look in a bunch of other windows and see Christmas crap. Okay, that makes you feel Christmassy. I okay. just don't feel Christmassy. I don't see, know. Why. I was gonna say there's I I wonder how much um, streaming has stopped us from feeling Christmassy. Like watching TV. Yeah. What do you mean? Because you're not seeing everyone's Christmas episode and things like that? Exactly. Yeah. Ten years ago when, when you know, you weren't reliant on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and, you know, all the streaming services for your TV shows, you sort of had networks. And, and this is every TV show, no matter what you watched, had a Christmas episode. That's true, and, but... And now you're streaming and, and there's no Christmas episode. Yeah, but if anything, I try and find Christmas-related content like to watch with my wife. It's like, oh, you want to watch a Christmas movie? The problem is, for me, yeah, see, I, don't. I can't re-watch things. I've, t- I've talked about this before. Like, I don't, I'm not one of those people that buys a DVD and they're like, your favorite fucking movie, I've seen it a hundred times. It's like, all right, I'd rather watch something new. Problem is, there's really a clear divide in entertainment between things that are good and everything else. And there's not a ton of things that are good. There's especially not a lot of things that are good when you're somebody like me who predominantly likes funny things. Like, there's a uh-huh. ton of prestige drama shows, I, but they're all, they all boil down to the same sad shit, and yeah. I can't sit through that for hours on end. I, and there's even less things that are good when you get into the specialized Christmas genre. Like they get they get points just because they're sort of like the kid who sings at church, yeah, or anyone who sings at church. You mean right? Yeah, they get they get uh, bonus points. You know, they get participation points. That's sort of like everything in the Christmas genre. Yeah, there's this one movie called uh, Midnight at the Magnolia. I've been watching, which is okay. 
terrible, but I don't want to talk about it too much because we might, I haven't told you this yet, we might be doing something else with it. But if, if we... Uh, when you say something else with it, like getting a long-form review or one of the stars will be on? No, uh, get, doing a long-form review oh, okay. uh, with a friend of ours, but I don't, I don't know everything about that yet. If we do, okay. Okay. we'll probably do that next week. But okay. the, uh, this whole... This this whole like like Hallmark Channel thing. I don't watch any of those. It like if something's a Hallmark movie, it sucks, right? Like they're not good. No, that's what I'm saying. Like anything anything Christmas genre, you just you just like it because it's Christmas. It's not because it's actually good. Yeah. Like it's it's how I feel about pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, I kind of like. If it was good, it would be year round. Okay, well, like you apparently at Starbucks, you can just ask for things year round, and they do have a lot of them. Really? I found that said that that doesn't. Here's the thing. That's a totally, I mean, granted, enjoyment of everything is subjective, but if I like pumpkin spice, you can't then tell me it's not good if I tell you it's good. Fair, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, peppermint is a year-round thing. You have no trouble getting peppermint in July something if you want it, and that's because it's good even though it's associated with Christmas Where do you get peppermint things in July? Every time you walk out of a pizza restaurant? Every time you walk out of a diner, do you just mean that like there are breath mints? Uh, yeah, I mean like Th- that's peppermints because of- it's the breath mint flavor. That's not because everyone's yeah, because like mm, peppermint a- candies are delicious. Yeah, it is. You, th- I mean, it would be something. To- breath mints would be something totally different if peppermint weren't delicious. But I'm saying that like pumpkin spice would be a year-round thing if it were delicious. So your argument in this moment is that breath mints are good candy. Breath mints are a good Christmas candy that goes year-round, yeah. I don't think that's... I don't... What? Peppermint's one of the most popular flavors in candy. But that's because people use it as breath mints. What popular peppermint candies are there besides York peppermint patties? Name me another one. <laughs> Lifesavers? Those are breath mints, dude. Those, Those are, are can- That's candy. If you eat a fuck, You're talking about the plain white Lifesavers? Those are mints. That's All right, candy. but mints are candy. I mean, it's the same thing. I don't. Is, is toothpaste candy? So, so, so is no, but you no, because you don't eat toothpaste for enjoyment, but you eat breath mints for enjoyment. I don't know if you do. I don't know if that's their intention. I like, mean, it's it's the same. It's like, like so. Tic Tac. Which would way. you would you consider Tic Tac a candy? I mean, it's a, that's a little more of a breath mint, but it's still a candy. That's a mint. No one's eating, like, like Tic Tacs, sure, you can eat for fun if you want, but its its purpose is mint, much in the same way, like, you can drink a bunch of Robitussin recreationally and get all fucked up, but that doesn't not make it medicine. I, I mean, what about Junior Mints? Junior Mints are a candy. Once you put the chocolate on them, that's uh-huh. candy. So Andy's candies. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, they try and pitch it like a mint. See, now the Andes is like an after-dinner mint, which is like a dessert mint. That's their whole deal. I don't think peppermint is that good of a... Uh, a de- it, it makes me think of brushing my teeth. I mean, I guess, but it's, it's a candy that's around, like those little red swirl peppermints. Yeah, you but get you them- are an, uh, an apologist for shitty granny candy. That's your thing. I'm not you- an apologist. I'm a fan. I'm a long-term fan. Just yeah, like so I feel like your vote is biased. <laughs> no, but I feel like I feel like the peppermint swirl candies like anytime you see you might not buy them for yourself, but anytime you see one, you pick them up and eat them. See, I think those are more mints, but there is merit to your argument that they're basically tiny candy canes. And yeah. candy canes are not mints, they're candy. 
It's in the mm-hmm. name. Hmm. I don't know. Peppermint's a year-round, a year-round Christmas candy because it's delicious. Okay, I don't think it's a year-round oh, candy. Oh, tea, tea. People love peppermint tea. Yeah, peppermint tea has cooling properties. I don't think it's taste. It's it's cigarettes. People love menthol cigarettes. Fine. Is it the same thing? But I don't think it's the same. And I also think that it's like if peppermint didn't have the whole breathmint thing going for it, you wouldn't see peppermint candies year-round. I mean, for whatever the reason, but it still holds true that that pumpkin spice isn't enough to be a year-round flavor. That's fine. I, I uh, but I don't think the argument is because it's not good. Like I, I've always heard that argument, and that doesn't make sense to me. It's uh, sure you may sell less of it, much in the same way I would imagine. You know, in July, bodegas don't sell as much fucking hot soup unless you're a frequent customer, and so <laughs> you know, like that doesn't mean that soup is bad. Right? I, I guess, yeah, but that's a temperature thing. That's not a taste thing. Yeah, but th- it's just pumpkin. You're not thinking, I don't know. What is a true holiday food? I feel like fruitcake gets the, the like, oh, that's, like, I've never actually had fruitcake, ever. Now, if you were to ask me if I liked fruitcake, I'd say no, absolutely not, because fruitcake sort of got that rap as, like, you know, a shitty gift and not good. Am I correct in right, that? Right, right. Yeah, fruit, yes, yes. Very anyone, dense, very like, I've had fruitcake before. It's nothing special. To what's the other thing? Is there a thing? Like, is like Pantone a thing or something? Pant- I, okay, I was going to ask you what these things are because I've been seeing them everywhere and is I'm it, seeing people grab them. And then there was one, the brand that everybody likes, there was only one of them sitting on top of a whole box of other brand of Pantones that nobody had touched. And the box that was left of the red box that everybody seems to be buying was like it had been, you know, like kicked around by Ace Ventura a little bit. What is, isn't that kind of like a fruitcake? I've never seen it before. I've Until this year, I was unaware it existed. And then it's just like, boom, everywhere. And There's... I don't know if I'm just an idiot that never saw it or if um, it's, you know is new this year i think i'm just a bad italian it's an italian cake it seems and i've never had it it looks a lot like fruit cake to me i'm not italian so i don't feel bad about that. like uh, when people tell me when people tell me they do the seven fishes on christmas eve sounds disgusting who wants to eat seven types of fish it's gross it does sound but what are what are the seven fish fuck if i know i'm gonna have to google that right now seven like let's see if seven fishes are something that you Ryan Sampson would enjoy. What are the seven fishes? Typical fishes include salt cod, shellfish, capitone, calamari. Okay, I I I am okay. I am not good at reading apparently. As I'm, I'm smart, per- but here here is their their names, which look like bacala. Bacala? <laughs> bacala. 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 Yeah. Is that, bacala. Is that, is, I thought was is that I thought Bobby, ba- Bobby Bacala was I thought that was like a like a uh, a dessert. No, I think that makes sense. Bobby Salt Cod. Okay, Bacala. Well, I knew thought that was Bacala, but I said it weird because I thought the Bacala was like a fucking dessert. Fruity de Mar? Shellfish? Yeah, shellfish. Capitone, which is eel, calamari, squid. Squingi which is conch meat. Okay. And vongol, which is clams. Yeah. See, I have another one here. Oh, this is a food network. Anyway, just like if my mom, if somebody, I'd be like, hey, what, what, why so much fish? I mean, I'm down with, I'm, I, I, I'm not down with eel. Mm-hmm. So ever, everything else is fine. 
Uh, Can we like conch fritters on Christmas? It doesn't seem, you know, right. It commemorates the midnight birth of baby Jesus. Oh, that's sweet. It's so nice. Yeah. I've I've never yeah you know I, although the I've wise heard, though, men you could I've, say that the wise men we were talking about it yesterday how you have to get gifts for your friends kids and it's really yeah. just to be like hey I thought of your kid the wise men the original people that had to do that they really were the first people that were like here's a baby here's a thing I brought for it here's some squid oh and I have an eel yeah I don't th- I don't think the the wise men brought the fishes that's not what I'm saying. Oh, who brought the fishes? Is that just because he was a fisherman? Why the seven fishes? Why the seven fishes? um, The tradition of eating fish on Christmas Eve comes from the Roman Catholic practice of not eating dairy or meat on the eve of some holidays, including Christmas. Uh, And the number seven is a symbol that's repeated many times throughout the Bible. And in Catholicism, there are seven sacraments and deadly sins. So, you know, calamari. Seven. Yeah. No, but the wise men, didn't they have to bring gifts for baby Jesus? They were like, here, you know. They brought, like, frankincense and myrrh. What are frankincense? Are they, are, is that it's like. incense, isn't it? That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. For a baby, it seems, what is myrrh? What is, he? it's one of the impractical jokes. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, frankincense, okay. Frank, oh, myrrh. Myrrh. Uh, they're both resins extracted from trees, also known as torchwood and incense fam. Okay. All right, so incense. These are terrible baby toys. Yeah. They just made it smell good. Remember when on our last show before the holidays, I used to tell what I believe to be the story of Christmas? It is, by yes, it is, by the way. I do, I do, I swear to God. It says myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H, definitions, myrrh, noun, a fragrant, gu- a fragrant gum resin, um, obtained from certain trees and used especially in the Near East in perfumery, medicines, and incense. And then to the right of it, it says, see results about James Murray, American comedian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from the Impractical Jokers. <laughs> oh, oh you, we are going to find out soon, by the way, speaking of Murr, mm. Um the age game on the mashup. Do you mm. know about this? The age game on the mashup. What well, you, you know about the you know about the age game. Yeah, and if for anyone who's unfamiliar with the age game, how it works is they just pick a famous person and then they guess how old they are. Correct. Correct. Yes. And that's the whole game. Does the audience win anything? No. It's just you versus Ryan and Stan. And, and the great thing is, it's it's a bit that never ends because fucking people just keep being born you know well right and they keep getting older and all you got to do is remember from the last year but you never do and so it had always just been for pride Mm -hmm. um i think the first year we played the age game uh i came in last place Mm -hmm. what why would that why who has the sounds on their cell phone on that was me um and then I i can't remember if this is the second or third year but whatever there was one year i was last place so this year um we have there's actually something on the line this year what is it in, in that the loser uh must complete a challenge set forth by the impractical jokers oh yeah who's losing we don't know ben won't tell us he we have no idea dude we only have like two more age games left in the year because we go on vacation after christmas how does so no one know there's because he won't tell us he 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 like a month and a half ago gave us a score and and the difference from first place to last points was seven wins and there was a month left to go 
Mm-hmm. I think I was in the lead then. I think I was because, like, I had a couple tears. Do you play every something. day? Yeah. Okay. But wouldn't it have made it so much more tense if somebody knew they were down? Yeah, I get. I mean, like this. This is a question for Ben. This is. This, this seems is... like it would have been mo- a lot more pressure on somebody had they known. I completely agree, but it's still. I think not knowing is enough pressure. And and so and, and so I I screwed. I might have screwed myself today because. Who was when, today? Who were today's people? Um, well, no, I won today. Today's I forget who today's people were, but okay. I won. Um, Great. And <laughs> what a bit. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, yeah. is that when we were talking about it, when we were talking about the Impractical Jokers part of it, um, Ben had said challenges laid out by the Impractical Jokers. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I thought this was going to be a challenge. And he's like, well, you know, it could be one big challenge or it could be several little ones. And he's like, hypothetically, which one would you want? Oh, no. And I said, I think I'd rather just get the big one out of the way. So what do you think? Like, Do you have any idea what the challenge is? None. That's another thing. There should have to. You should, here's by they're the way, custom. You know they're going to customize it to us. Here's what I would do. If, you, if if I was them, I'd be like, all right, Ryan. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to the mall, maskless, for ten hours and just walk around. <laughs> so I would be like, you know, and then and they'd be like, why are you doing this? And I want to be like, no, we want to keep your mashup. age the same forever in the <laughs> age the- game. This is the morning mashup, not the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I just, just, the, the, I, I think. Now, are, do the Impractical Jokers remember that they agreed to do this? Have you even asked them yet? Oh yeah, they, they, they remember. They're in. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if Ben's already been in contact. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. It's 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 like I have no idea what it's going to be. I just, I'm just hoping it's not me. It's for who's ever in last place. So if I win or if I'm in second place, I am safe. I am good. Nicole if never I, wins, right? No, Nicole, Nicole. I, 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 listen, if it's me, I think Nicole's in last place. If it's me, I think Nicole's in last place. I think that checks out. I think it's probably Nicole. But I have no idea. All right. I have literally no idea. Can we talk about something super important going on in the news? Yeah. There's trouble in the world of Quidditch. Oh, no. So, Quidditch. Oh, no. A dot real game in a fictional book (laughs) has become popular, and I use the term popular very loosely, much in the same way I host a popular radio program. It's become a thing that certain people do. Yes. There's U.S. Quidditch. And there's Major League Quidditch because not only are there real life Quidditch leagues, which I don't even know how you play. I think you have to put like a lacrosse stick in between your legs and run away. I thought it was actually a broomstick. Whatever. So in in the game, in the book Harry Potter, it's played on flying brooms and there's fucking quaffles and snitches and all. I don't know. I haven't read Harry Potter in years. But the, the news is... That, and I, I, this is, you know, coming to you guys from Entertainment Weekly. Quidditch associations to change name of sport to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling has frequently... Wait, what's the new name going to be? I don't know yet. They got to think about it. Oh, jeez. But J.K. Rowling has, you know, oftentimes in the past couple years caused quite a kerfuffle, which is not 
a type of Quidditch ball, I might add. But by wait, did you say that, or is that in the? Article I said that, and I feel okay. great about that joke. Good actually, good joke, good joke, high five. Um, see, now, so basically, she said things about uh, transgender people over the or the, the you know comments about the trans community have you know gotten her in trouble, hot water over the past couple of years. And so now, in an effort to distance himself from J.K. Rowling, who I might add has never endorsed this, these Quidditch the leagues sport? or whatever, because again, okay. I don't know how you play real Quidditch, but they're going to change the name of Quidditch to something else. And then it's like, so what are you doing? Like, if you're not playing Quidditch, this is just some weird fucking game you've created. So much like the Washington football team, they're going to be broomstick sport. Yeah, at least they're not. At least they didn't change the name of football. <laughs> okay, so um, a long time ago, mm. a long time ago, in a mashup far, far away. I'm sorry, this is so much mashup talk today. But there was something that came up about Quidditch, and I forgot what it was. But we did a phone topic, and. It, I don't even know if it was a phone topic. I think we just might have talked about Quidditch. And all four of us, uh, when Rich was still on the show, all four of us had come to an agreement that Quidditch was the dumbest sport ever. Yeah. It was, it's the second most hate we've ever gotten on the mashup. <laughs> so stupid. It is literally the second most hate we have ever, like so many people called up What's and basically the first said, most hate? Uh, when Rich said that all redheads are ugly. <laughs> That was the most we ever got. There was literally moms crying or calling with kids crying in the background. It was. It was now, it was, was that like a, a dilemma that day? Were you guys like, oh, shit? Or was that as hilarious as it sounds? It might have been a dilemma for some of us and not a dilemma for one of us. Did Rich not give a shit? No, not at all. And the three of you cared? And we're like, dude, stop. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god! And he just stuck to his guns that he doesn't yes. think redheads are. Yo, except for Nicole Kidman. First of all, I mean, I feel like you could throw Jessica Chastain on there. Pretty hot. I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of people because he was especially going in on men, and so Damian Lewis kept coming up a lot. Damian Lewis is like, dude, I. I'm not going to get myself in trouble, but also <laughs> I'm definitely not going to say that I disagree with Rich. Um, I'm looking at the Quidditch rule book right now, the U- the U- U.S. Quidditch rule book, which is 93 pages. Whoa. Uh, I don't even know how. There's the thing called a gender gender maximum rule. The for a team. I mean, that's just that's just probably a co-ed thing. Yep, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, let's use okay. Introduction. Quidditch is a mixed-gender contact sport with a unique mix of elements from rugby, dodgeball, wrestling, flag football, and other sports. This sounds like when your friends and you are bored in the summer, and you're like, let's make a game. And it's <laughs> and your mom's like, what are you doing? Why are you on all fours? Why are you standing on his back? What is with that baseball bat? And you're like, we're playing quabbledy gall. And you're like, what? <laughs> but somebody already made the game for them. So it's uh, they don't have to do all that work. Okay, I'm just going to read... Quidditch, an overview. So I've read that part. A Quidditch team is made up of at least seven athletes who play with brooms between their legs at all times. While the game can appear chaotic to the casual observer, once familiar with the basic rules, Quidditch is an exciting sport to play and watch, and exciting, exciting sport to watch, and even more exciting to play. 
Positions overview. Each team has three chasers, two beaters, and one keeper in play at all times. This is me. <laughs> My Quidditch team has only had one beater since I was about, oh. I'd say, 11. Uh, each team sends one seeker into the game at the end of the seeker floor. Okay. Chaser overview. Chasers in play per team. Three. Game ball used. Quaffle. Headband color. White. Objective. Throw, kick, or in any way pass the quaffle through the opposing team's hoop to score 10 points. Keeper overview. One. Game ball used. Quaffle. The headband color for the keeper is green. Prevent opponents from throwing, kicking, or otherwise propelling the quaffle through their team's hoops. All right. I get that. Okay. Beater overview. Two beaters in team in, in, in play per team. The game ball they use is called a bludger. Their, hand ba- their headband color is black. They throw, kick, or in any way propel the bludgers to disrupt the flow of the game by knocking out other players. In quotations. Knocking out. And seeker. There's one sneaker. They go after the snitch. Their headband is yellow, and they remove the ball from the snitch runner to call thirty to score thirty points and end the period. That 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 sure. So when I've heard about this being played on co- college campuses, it was always that like a cross country runner was the snitch, right? Because in in Harry Potter, <laughs> like the snitch goes all over the place, and like basically if you catch the snitch, you win the game. It's worth a ton of points, but it's hard to find. You got to like go after it. Okay, I've never seen Harry Potter by the way, so just just know that that. I'm just trying to figure out. I've never read it. Don't know it. Uh, but, but but listen, I have I I. There's part of me that's like I wish. I, listen, I don't get. I don't. I don't get the Quidditch, the broom, the broom, the the running around with the broom thing is is um ridiculous looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like just I say I, that. Otherwise, I understand the 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 concept of the game. It can be fun. Just ditch the brooms. But whatever. It's not my game. It's a, but dude, I'm all for new sports. Uh huh. I'm all for new sports. Yeah, Why but, not? Sure. Sure. But this is like when you see Ultimate Frisbee on TV, which I've seen, and you're like, oh shit, this is on TV? Like Quidditch yeah. is apparently going to be broadcast somewhere, or whatever they're going to call it. This is, like, I'm all for new sports, but we I used to know this girl, or this woman, whatever you want to say, her fiance, no, they weren't even engaged. Her boyfriend at the time played soccer golf, and he said he was like a nationally ranked soccer golf player, which is on this, on the level of lies, to tell a great lie because I lie. had no idea where to research that. <laughs> what always struck me, and I consider myself to be a resourceful person, right? Yeah. This we were far away for a wedding, and I was like, "Hey, where's Brian?" And she was like, "Oh, Brian went off to play a round of, of soccer golf to practice." I don't know how he found a soccer golf course. I, I am a lot of things. I can find a lot of things on the fly. If you said, hey, find a soccer golf course within 40 miles, I don't think I could do it. So there's a Frisbee golf course close to me. Is it just like a public park with some hanging things? Well, it's a public park, but there's 18 holes, and it's a it's a it's a decent sized park. So, I mean, there's people throwing Frisbees at poles at these little netted poles everywhere in the park. Seems dangerous. I mean, they're frisbees. But this is all to say, fris- we, soccer golf, nationally ranked at soccer golf, is the funniest goddamn thing ever. I know a guy who who or you know claimed to be uh, one of the inventors of ultimate frisbee. Odds are good that he wasn't. No, odds are good that he was. He what? Did he make money on it? So it was invented at a high school. Okay. Why are odds good that he was? 
he's from that area and the guy did enough other things that uh probably did like it's just it just like yeah if that you probably did i don't believe it inventors okay. of ultimate frisbee uh i'm gonna look it up okay i'm looking it up hold on i'm going to 1968 the, going to the, yeah it lines up joel silver I uh, don't know him, not the guy. Okay, well then, I guess. I don't think it's just one one guy. I mean, was, not it, according it to the uh, history with this, okay. of the World Flying Disc Federation, which is also a thing I'm learning exists. <laughs> okay, hold on. The first, the first and second set of rules were written in 1970 by Joel Silver, Buzzy Hellring, which what a fucking name that is. Right. And John Hines. Are any of those people your person? No. Then you were lied to. Yeah, maybe. Hold Do you on. still know this person? Uh, I you might even you might even know him. Hold on, I want to before I throw it out there, because he listen he told me and maybe he was just lying, and I had no reason to doubt him. Well, based on what I found, it seems like or or maybe he's been erased from the history books. Does he have thoughts on transgender people that people don't like? Okay, now seemed- hold on. I I did the search with his name, and uh, his name did pop up. Uh, let me make sure. Let me play this. But I think he he was he was an original team member. Okay, this is the worst segment ever. Oh yeah, right there. But he didn't invent another, it. He was he was he's a follower. Another member of the original team went on to be a major figure in the American radio business. Oh, is it Howard Stern? It's not. All right. Can you text me who it is? Yes. This is the best part of the show. I figured it was him. See? I, as soon as, like, see, you knew who it was going to be. Even when I gave you the hints, you knew who it was going to be. That just seems like the type of thing, yeah. Yeah, that that, that person would do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, whatever. I don't even know that person. Well, Person's a big ideas frisbee. guy. Basically, what I always hear is he's a big ideas guy, and then I rarely hear of the ideas working. <laughs> Honestly. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, they're always just like, this guy thought, here's the thing. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. And then they try the ideas, and they don't work. Much I, like when you try and make Ultimate Frisbee or Quidditch a national thing. <laughs> there was a big radio format in New York a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Talk radio specifically for women. It didn't, so, it, in theory, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In practice, not particularly successful, unfortunately. What else is going on? Well, we have a choice right now. This is uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay, I like that because I like adventure and I like choosing things. We can talk about Airbnb or we can talk about Nazis. Okay. I mean, I want to say Nazis. But also Airbnb is kind of fun sometimes. Like, what do you, what do you, do you have a preference? Uh, no, I think we're going to get to both of them. I think the, um, I think the Airbnb might be a little more fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, shows what you know about Nazis. Um, <laughs> yeah, go, let's go Airbnb then. All right. So there's apparently a video that's running around on TikTok and I'm getting this off the sun, but apparently this woman checked into a Airbnb in the city in New York. Can I guess? Can I guess what happens? Yeah. It wasn't what she expected. 
Well, I mean, yes, although I, I don't think that that's exactly the story. I don't think that's really the complaint. I think it's more than she expected. In, but that seems, that sounds good. When it's more than you expect, it's good. It's, if, if something's going viral on TikTok, it's normally not like, look how many towels are in my Airbnb. It's like, there's a colony of rats. And they See, love Nazis. No, it's not It's not like that. I don't know if this is good or bad as much as hysterical. What's going on? What happened? A, a woman, a, she basically booked an Airbnb, and when she opens up the window, um, it's, it's looking into a restaurant where there's literally a table for two right, out, right on the other side of the window. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're outside? No, I, dude, I've been staring at this, and I thought maybe this was like a little parklet, mm. but it, and maybe it is, but it looks like it's inside the restaurant. So there's a room on the back of it. Do you have to walk through the restaurant to get no, to it? It's, no, it sounds like she just, uh, she checked into the Airbnb. She walked, this is in the sun. She walked through the room and went to the window. When she rolled up the blinds directly outside the room were two people having dinner. She said, that's a restaurant, and that's two people eating dinner. They definitely can't see us. Okay. This is why Airbnbs, mostly I stay away from them. It's a terrible idea because you hear about all these scams where, you know, you go to you give somebody 10 grand and then it turns out they revoke the room a day before you're supposed to get there and they never even had it. And then your money's gone. Like, like, what is the benefit of an Airbnb versus a, a hotel? Like every, every time an Airbnb goes viral, it's because somebody like there is an old horse corpse in my bed or something or or uh, there's a bunch of look at this list of rules to stay somewhere. <laughs> like, like if I have to stay somewhere where there's like a handwritten manual on how to use the television, fuck that. I'll go to a hotel. You know, yeah. like just I don't need to. I don't want to mess I, with that. Like I've recently been looking at Airbnbs because I was thinking about going to Los Angeles around Super Bowl time. Um, and, and hotels are like completely sold out, as I'm sure you can attest to. I've told and, you where some hotels are available. I know what's up. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to boys eats. But I was looking at Airbnbs and, and some of them look okay, but some of them are just plain shady. Yeah, of course. Also, like, it's people's garages and shit. Yeah. People are just, there's not a lot of, you know, oversight from what i've gathered people just want to make a buck especially during big events like the super bowl and 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 stuff so with your with your search but i thought you loved airbnbs i thought you wanted to buy another house and make it an airbnb oh yeah i that doesn't mean i'd ever want to stay in one but you don't see that this you don't think this would be just a ton (laughs) of problems for you um i that i've you know i've wondered about that i could see where it could be problems like if you get lots of parties and people doing that sort of shit and destroying your stuff and and the maintenance and upkeep i imagine could be a real pain in the ass i yeah i could see it but at the same time i'd like to own another property and you know get some income from it because it seems like you know whereas a renter right you could get a grand a month maybe mm-hmm. um an airbnb you're knocking down 200 a night so you do more than five nights and everything's better yeah but you need to clean the linens and clean it and make it look nice and all that shit you hire somebody to do that all right so your how much do you think that costs each time minimum 50 dollars yeah, you just tack it on to the price of the room. Okay, so you're going to rent... You just 
build that into the price of the you rent it on Airbnb. I just can't imagine why you would want to deal with this. Getting calls when things don't work, getting bothered, having people run out, ruin your shit. I mean, as far as like a second income goes, it's pretty passive, it seems. And maybe it's not. Maybe I'm like way underestimating that. But it just, but but it seems like a rather you know passive second income. I just don't like staying in Airbnbs unless they're really nice. Oh, I dude, I've been in like one or two in my life. When my brother got married, my family got one because it was a big house. I did I did one with some friends during quarantine. It was nice. What I like about Airbnb, I like Airbnbs when it is very clearly a guest house that doesn't get a lot of use. Yeah. I don't like that was that was like the one we did with my friends in South Carolina. Sometimes it's like you're in someone's house. Like their magazines and shit are still everywhere. It's like they just left for the two days you're there. Well, I don't understand the people that like literally take a room in someone's house. That is weird. Yeah. Why you would ever agree to some type of roommate situation is beyond me. That is horrifying. I, but people do it. I mean, like, it's an option. There are lots of options for them on Airbnb. It just seems I can't do it. Can you imagine being like, yes, hello, I'm in town for the anime convention. I'm just going to stay in your room. You carry on with your life. And that's when the person's like, well, we have house rules. I normally keep a 1030 bedtime and I'm up with the sun. If you yeah. want coffee, let me it's like, oh, I don't want this. Yeah, and they make you breakfast. No, but imagine, imagine the other way around that you're you you give a room to somebody that comes to the anime convention, and they come out dressed like someone from Guar every this morning. Is what I'm saying though, like, yeah. wh- why would either part? Maybe I'm just too much of a dick. Like, I I could never handle. I would never. I have this. I have zero interest in meeting new people that way. Zero. I'm dude. Who does? I, like people I, do. There are a lot of weirdos. There are people. There are people out there. They want to make small talk. They want to talk to strangers. That guy's not me. There was there was for like five seconds that I when I bought this house that I thought that maybe you know I could I could I would I would never put it on Airbnb. But I'm like, oh, I have a lake house, you know. And if and if someone wanted to use it for a weekend, I'm not there. I'm like, fuck no, man. This is my house. Wait, but uh, so the other house would just be bought with the intention of other people using it. Yes. And therefore it's different. Right. Because it's not my stuff. I like I can put in cheap furniture that if it gets destroyed, I don't care. I can like. So I I can never come stay in your house without you is what you're telling me. You maybe I would let. But like like I, I, I saw a much broader range of you know potential now why is it because you don't want people banging in your bed that and going through my stuff and and eating my food and yeah well i mean i think i don't know about eating your food i mean i think that's kind of fair game if it's in the house but scraping off the top of my butter okay very specific concern feel like maybe you could just be like if somebody's like, "Hey, what can I get you? Let me use the house for the weekend." You could just be like, "Just get me some new butter." You know, be a weirdo. Just that could be your thing. But you do have to imagine that people would be banging your bed because they would be on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that the percentage of sex having goes way up in a hotel? Yeah. Right. I mean, people rent the hotel just for the sex having. Do they? Like, is that a? Th- but that's a. That's like either a high end hotel or a really shitty hotel. Like a motel. That's like a prostitute hangout. And 
I think that all depends on your position in life. I don't know. I've never said, Sarah, do you want to go to a Hilton Garden Inn so we can bang? I mean, listen, I, you, you, we also live in New York City where we have very nice hotels. Like, you, even, even a lot of, um, you know, small to, to, to mid-range cities, the, the NBC Suites is the biggest, nicest I just don't think a facility that has three K-cups in the room is the type of hotel room you get to fuck in. Dude, or it's I, just like, away just from don't. your kids. All right. Fine. Just, oh, God, you just go, okay, oh, what an intense orgasm that is. Do you want to go down to the free breakfast buffet? Sure. (laughs) Just seems weird. Sir, do you want the points or the bottle of water when you check in? I'm going to need that fucking water. We are going upstairs, and we are going to go at each other's private parts. Please, (laughs) important to stay hydrated. I mean, dude, how romantic is it to get a bottle of, like, Corbell delivered to your room beside chicken fingers covered in cellophane? Again, again. You can't do that at the Hampton Inn. Oh, yeah, you can. They don't deliver Corbell and chicken fingers at the Hampton Inn. I mean, if they have room service, they I'm sure they have cheap champagne, and you know they're not going to have much more chicken fingers. This is probably a good time to mention that the only hotel in L.A. I know of that has availability during a Super Bowl is a Hampton Inn. So, <laughs> That's I'm fine. serious. That's fine. You should look up that Hampton Inn then. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I would never want to, I'm just not an Airbnb guy. Now... Have I stayed in them? Do I do it at certain places? Sure. Everything's location. Like if we're doing a festival or something and I can stay directly on the festival site or very close to it, whereas the hotel is 40 minutes away, sure, I'll get a four, I'll get an Airbnb. But if you're giving me the choice between hotel or Airbnb, some people prefer the Airbnb, and I think those people are psychopaths. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I, and I, but you know that I – listen, and this is fully admitted that I'm a total hotel snob. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, am a, I, I know I am. All right. So so just the Airbnb, it's never going to work for me. Yeah. Kind of a jerk about it, actually. Can I, can, I, can I just completely change the topic for a second? Yeah. There's somebody that keeps texting me asking how I feel because I just had COVID, right? And when I answer I'm fine, five minutes later, they follow it up with a request for me to do something for them. Okay, so so they've they've cleared. Now you're you're okay. Yeah, and I just like no, this is bullshit. They'll they'll just be like, "How are you doing?" And I'll be like, "I'm okay." And they'll be like, "Great, great, great." Hey, while I have you, I just want to be like, "Fuck, just ask me for the thing." You know, my my thing is. By the way, I texted you a name earlier. Now you have to text me a name. Um, Do, but, you know who it is? Uh, there's one of three people it could be. The main one. Okay. Um. <sighs> I had a really good point. Oh, I was going to say it's really far after business hours, but that also makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Look, we live, we work in an industry where things don't stop. This is somebody that I work for. All right. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it, I, I, not, not in my serious XM job, but the, 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 the whole thing is, and another, can I bitch about another thing while we're, yeah, while I'm ahead. just, yeah. I know that no one cares about other people's fantasy football leagues, but I have been wa- like I am so affected by the fantasy football loss I'm about to t- take that I don't know what is wrong with me. You you even got in a huge fight over how you wanted to change the rules to make sure that like we didn't get in a huge fight. Well, we didn't, but we had a debate. Yeah, I, no, it's it's more. So as I as I maybe discussed, I. I had a inside track to getting the buy in my league. 
My yeah. team is set to crush next week when the buy, you know, when the, I would have had the buy this week and started playing next week. Oh, and there's a ton of money on the league in this line. Uh, on, a ton of money on the line in this league. I gotcha. Yeah, it sound like you. The, the, <laughs> uh, the problem is I had to play this week. Fine. And it's just like I'm going to lose by like three points probably. And it's one of those situations where every move I made was the wrong one. Yep. And if one of those moves is not the wrong one, I win, I live to play another day, and I'm just slowly watching this happen. And especially this week where the NFL has, uh, you know, postponed games and made them later in the week. It's just like a slow bleed, and I'm fucking nearly despondent over it. Like, I've been depressed about it. I'm sorry. But it's, it's, I recognize that it's the dumbest thing to be depressed about. Yeah, it's depressed. I mean, depressed. I'm sad. I, I mean, like, listen, I definitely get annoyed, and that's I have to like let it go. I but get very is, like worked up and tense, and like, are you serious? And then I have to be like, nope, 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 stop, can, just let it go. Can I be honest? Why that sounds crazy to me? Why? Because your team sucks. I can't imagine you ever getting annoyed about why? their performance because they blow so hard. I feel like you Not- just get used to it. Well, there was there was in in two of the leagues. I almost had a chance to make the playoffs. Yes, but my team. I so so like- that frustrate. If I was there, why is that? Why is it more for you? I just felt like because my team's been better longer, and my team was actually good. <laughs> Your pain is worse than my mine. team was nine and two, and we had to win one of our remaining three games to get the bye, and we won none of them. It hurts me. All you, all you, what you're telling me is, is that if the season were longer, we we'd end up with the same record. I don't think so. That's all you're telling me. I'm like I'm on an upswing. You're on a downswing. We'll meet in the middle. I just it's so sad. I'm so sad about it. I'm sorry. Maybe Dallas Goddard will make will score two touchdowns tonight. I don't know. Game's happening right now. Maybe I mean no. It's happened before. I've had him on my team on one of my sure other teams. would love him it, too. Yeah. Every move I made. Every move I made. What what what, what else is going on? Well, I mean, I, I don't know, unless you want to say more about Airbnbs. I just think they're they're gross. No, they're pretty they're pretty bad. Um, a staff, a third graders, uh, instructed to reenact uh, the Holocaust. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. Third graders obviously the bad right, but counterpoint hilarious. Like like like, would you not watch the, the third grade version of Schindler's List? I've got two versions of it up. Um, the the headlines are a, a little bit different, but very similar. One of them is from DNYUZ. Are you familiar with this publication? Uh, no, I've never heard of DNYUZ. Heard of but it's 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 behind the paywall in a Washington Post and places like that. So it's third. So the headline in one place: Third graders instructed to reenact scenes from the Holocaust. Principal says. Also, I have the headline from the Times of Israel that says DC third graders made to reenact Holocaust because Jews ruined Christmas. Wait, what? That's the head that's the that's Wait, the headline. Where's that the, headline that's, from? That in the Times of Israel. I I mean, but hold on, like is that what the teacher told them or did they just kind Children of Children told some- to simulate digging mass graves and shooting victims. Jewish students cast as Hitler and made to pretend to commit suicide at the end of exercise. If you're if you're a stage like right, okay, another question I have. If you're a stage parent, right? Like, my parents were really 
happy when I, I was the lead in two plays in high school, right? In Greece and Footloose. I think you have to see where I'm going with this. They were very excited that their son was starring in the play. Yeah. As bad as this is, if your kid comes home and they're like, he's like, Mom, well, how was library today? Remember when library was a fucking subject? Yeah. Well, was, you had to learn the Dewey Decimal System. Because this is a librarian that did this, right? It said, yeah. How was library today, Timmy? Um, it was good. We had to uh, reenact the Holocaust. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did that entail? Well, uh, the teacher said I was Hitler, so that was good. And, like, like, are you like, oh, shit, well, at least I have the star of the thing? Or is it just because, bad all around? It's probably bad yeah, all around. This is back to the Times of Israel, mm. the, which uh, the incident occurred Friday at Watkins Elementary School in the U.S. <laughs> Capitol. The Washington Post reported, citing an email from Principal M. Scott Berkowitz. The children had been in library class working on a self-directed project when the staff member, who was not identified, made them reenact scenes from the Holocaust. If you're this principal, are you like, what the fuck? It was not clear what prompted her to do so. There was a lot of sobbing. This is a quote. There was a lot of sobbing and crying and distress. And then momentarily we got an email to say that children had reenacted the Holocaust one parents. Oh, the moment. And then, wait, this makes sense. Wait, no what? Sense. Ryan, what are you, this seems like something I need you to not there, get wrong. There, I understand. There was, a, there was a lot of sobbing and crying and distress. And then, momentarily, we got an email. I, there's got to be a translation problem on this. Maybe That's don't not- read it off of, uh, maybe just, I'm going to pull it up on the Daily Beast, okay? And okay. what they say is a staff member at a D.C. elementary school made third graders pretend to die in gas chambers and shoot their classmates in ghoulish reenactments of the Holocaust. The instructor, who went unnamed in an email to students' parents, w- said that the third grader who had been sent to, the li- to a library class on Friday for a different self-directed project. It's funny because this sounds like it's like, yeah, they were supposed to be doing something else. And this teacher was just like, hey, maybe instead we reenact the Holocaust. It's just wild. When asked by students why the Germans had committed genocide, a parent told the Post, the school employee reportedly replied it was because the Jews ruined Christmas. Yeah. The staff member also repeatedly cast one student, identified as Jewish by another parent, as Adolf Hitler. The student was told to pretend to commit suicide at the end of the exercise. This is fucking outrageous. Okay. Uh... Mr. Berkowitz, the principal, yeah. who did not immediately respond to a message late Sunday, did not release the staff librarian's name in his email. A spokesman for the D.C. public schools also did not confirm the name, but parents, including one whose child was in the class, identified the woman as Kimberlyn Jerkowski, who, according to her LinkedIn profiles, has been a librarian specialist with the district since 2014. This was not Ms. Jerkowski's first run-in with the school district. She was convicted in October 2013 of defrauding Hamilton Township School District in New Jersey of nearly $24,000 in a tutoring scam. Oh, yeah. Also, there was that time she had a group of second graders reenact 9-11. That was another. <laughs> it's bad. I just this like was not an approved even, lesson how plan. Do you, how do you even have the conversation with this woman? Like she comes into Principal Berkowitz's office and he's like, so, uh. How was class? You, you know why I'm here, right? And she's like, no, I don't. Am I? Oh, God. Uh, 
By the way, uh, it, we're coming to the end of the show on, on the radio. If you want to hear the remainder of this episode, as always, you can find This Is Happening as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's in the SiriusXM app. You just got to search This Is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson, and then you uh, find it there. Ryan, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, get to the end of the show for our radio audience? I just want to be clear that this is this woman is what, what the yeah. Did you think crazy. that people were of the think of the thinking that you thought this was a positive lesson? I just want to be hundred percent clear. Oh, okay. So you didn't. All right. Well, I I also agree with you. Yes, this Thank is you. not a good idea and not a lesson that I would put forward for my own kids no. or really any children it but it's no. very very ridiculous anyway be here tomorrow bye so now it's just us on the podcast which is good so it would, it would be by the way ryan it would be hysterical if you're like all right now that those radio people are gone can we talk about what a good idea this is <laughs> but but do you think do you think like that she she had it in her head like, like, oh, I know what I'm going to do in class today. Or were they just sitting around bored going like, all right, all right, I got it. Listen, Hitler over here. <laughs> like, you are acting, you're giving me very big Hitler vibes. I, idea. Like, you know what, let's, let's lean into this a little bit, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, you... like did she, did she plan this or did she just come up with it spur of the moment? This, this guy said, is the principal's name M. Scott Berkowitz or Scott Berkowitz? It might be Scott Berkowitz. Again, this was that was from the uh, Times of Israel. No, which, no, no. Again... I'm looking at the Daily Beast article, and they say M. Scott. Like, oh, that's okay. his it might name. Be M. Scott but, like, Berkowitz. I've never. Okay. Is M. Scott a. Nope, that's a real That's a real person. There's a, just an M in front of his name. Okay. M. Scott. M. Scott. M. Scott. I feel bad for him. The teacher's on leave, by the way. Apparently, you can't uh, ask kids to reenact the goddamn Holocaust. That's shocking. Um, I just don't, the, the, the staff member apparently asked the students not to tell anyone about the reenactments once they were done. Oh. Way to make this even weirder. Yeah, kids, that's, that's, I think that's the lesson that should be taught to kids is like, everyone's like, kids, if this happens, tell somebody, or if this happens, tell somebody. But really, it should be kids. If somebody ever tells you not to tell somebody, you should definitely tell somebody. Yeah. Definitely should like if an adult Definitely. is telling you don't tell someone this, almost Definitely certainly tell, somebody. tell them. <laughs> it's weird. Like, like that almost like this is weird to begin with, right? It's weird and bad to begin with. The whole "don't tell anyone about this" makes it even creepier because it's like it, it to me now. I'm like, did that person have a fetish for kids specifically reenacting the Holocaust, or was it? Listen, if you guys don't tell anybody, we can play Holocaust next class. <laughs> Like, like, is the Holocaust even something that people? That's not like on the list of reenactments, aren't the reenactments basically I, like World War One in I, Civil War? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh God, some people are so stupid. Have we talked about this before? But how come with reenactments, it's only really old wars? Like, why can't I reenact Super Bowl Forty Nine? Like, we all dress up like the Seahawks and the Patriots. Why don't you start it? Maybe we could. I mean, dude, maybe there actually is. You might be onto something there. I think there so. Could, there could be a market for game reenactments where, like, basically normal people get down on the field and you walk through the plays as, you know, a commentator's talking about it. Yes. 
Why only war? Or Why in this only case, war? third grade Holocaust. Listen, I definitely came up with the with the the, the three on three TV show. So that okay. was my idea. All right, all right. So, so I say that we make this happen. I'm I would be I would be down. I would be down. I I do just think it's the, it's just crazy that uh this this happened. Like I don't even know. It's it's humorous to me because it's so bad. Does that make sense? That anyone would think it was a good idea. Yeah, like it's, I mean, it's but like. She, but it's she like, obviously knew it wasn't a good idea if she's telling people, the kids, not to tell anybody. It's, like she knew it was wrong. It's like something out of a fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone movie. Yes. It's, 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 it's Mr. so Garrison. ridiculous that you're this just is... like, what? <laughs> like if my kid came home and told me they reenacted the Holocaust, I'd, I'd, I'd have to be like, tell me everything and why. Like, like, what? also in library, library's not a real subject. Library is go well, find find me a book. Take today's exercise is we're gonna take out a book about bunnies. Let's go to the card catalog. Like, like fucking that whole job has to be completely useless now, right? Librarian for a no, school, I elementary think, school. I, no, I still think there's a purpose. It's just modernized. You're it's like how internet to, like, teacher now, right? Well, yeah, that class should be. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's it's certainly what it was when I was. Like library taught you what sources were. Yeah, library taught you so. So it should be like I think it's even more important today that like there that the, the library class would be explaining to people what what reliable sources are. All right, I see that. I see the value in that. Yeah, there's it's more important today. I uh, I wonder it's if this teacher searching for information. I wonder if this, te- this teacher's placed on leave. Um, I want to see. I, I'm gonna bet the teacher gets fired. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those like maybe it's one of those union situations where they're like, listen, there was no rule against it. <laughs> like I want to be, I want to be like one of those television union rep that's like, you know, they're always they're always playing the bad guy, but it'd be like, yeah. show me where in this public educator's contract it says that she cannot reenact the Holocaust with a bunch of third graders. Is that in here? I don't see it. If you want to come back to the bargaining table, sure, we can maybe put vacation days, February vacation. We can put that back on the table. We can discuss if you don't want Holocaust lessons. Otherwise, we're going to keep this contract as is, and she is going to go back to helping the youth. Because I guess you've got to, like, you've got to hold on to that job, or it's the last one. Because it's the last one you're going to have in education, right? If you got fired from one already for... for... Stealing money. You would have thought that would have been it. Yeah. You would have thought... Yeah, now you got to go and talk about why you lost your last two jobs. It's going to get awkward. What type of weird shit am I going to get served by the internet now, ad-wise, for having to make this story appear Googling Holocaust simulation? Because oh, it can't be any worse than my Civil War apologies that I get every day. Oh, my God. Somebody made the Holocaust in Roblox? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, by the way, it is suggested for you. Learn our history today on December 16th, 1944. Nope. Nope. Multiple German armored divisions launched a daring early morning attack on Allied lines. Oh, this must be the Battle of the Bulge. I don't know what that is. That sounds like the Battle of the Bulge to me. I'm uh, seeing if there's any other news about this Holocaust thing. Because it's just so wild. M. Scott. This man's name is M. Scott. Poor M. Scott had to, like, you know, explain. All right, here it is. Uh, DC, uh, Washington Post. <laughs> students, 
Just a great, a great quote from this principal. Students should never be tasked without acting out any atrocity, especially genocide and war. <laughs> it's true. You know, M. Scott Berkowitz, I think you've got a future. Mm-hmm. As, as an administrator, you Ber- sound like Ber- you know what you're doing. Berkowitz added that the staff member allegedly used hate speech in the lesson. What What was this? How did this woman get in the fucking schools? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, the Jews ruined Christmas is, is, I mean, we already know she's on that path. <laughs> Here we go. The Washington Teachers Union says the staff member, a librarian, is a member of its union. Let's make no mistake. <laughs> this, is a, this is a real quote. Oh, Let's boy. make no mistake. These are serious charges. A WTU spokesperson said everyone has a right to due process, and that is why the Washington Teachers Union supports a thorough investigation. <laughs> what did I tell you? You called it. Good job, Mark. Exactly spot on. The the the, the 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 they're also now looking into how the librarian was hired and if she underwent the required background check. I'm gonna bet she might not have. Um. I have the full letter if you want to read that before we get out of here. Wait, what letter? From the principal to the, oh. to the parents. Yeah, we might as well. Dear Watkins parents and families, at Watkins, we highly value and are committed to fostering a safe and loving learning environment for our students. Like, if I got this in my inbox as a parent, and I'm like, oh, this is nice, a little holiday message, a, right? Uh, by now, I might have stopped reading. Yeah. Communicating home about issues that impact our school community is critical to maintaining strong partnerships with families. Okay, I'm Principal definitely, Berkowitz. Definitely stopped reading by this point. How this much money letter. do you want for the new playground? Yep, right? yep. Mm-hmm. Earlier today. Hmm? Oh, okay. Now I'm reading again. Uh, oh, is he? Is this another TikTok trend? What's happening? Oh, Earlier boy. today, we received a report of a classroom of students receiving a lesson that included portraying different perspectives of the ho- different perspectives of the Holocaust. Ooh. That is a hell of a turn of a phrase. That is, yeah. That is that is some real fancy spin. Different perspectives. Okay. I mean, it's not untrue, but all right. Students should never be tasked with acting out any atrocity, especially genocide and war. By the way, can you imagine you're getting this email and you don't have a kid that was in this class? (laughs) Oh, what kind of school did my kid go to? Additionally, there were allegations of a staff member using hate speech during the lesson, which is unacceptable and not tolerated at our school. That would have been a nice thing to throw in, like, to a rival school. Be like, not like fucking Gary Elementary, where you can say whatever. Am I right? Go Tigers. Um, Per D.C. Public Schools protocol for responding to incidents of hate and bias, this has been reported to D.C.P.S. Central Equity Response Team. No matter the intent of an incident, we are always required to report it so we can move forward to restore our community and repair harm. Please reach out should you have questions about this process. Be like... I do. I do, Principal. What are you talking about? What happened with the atrocities? What are okay. the conflicting views of the Holocaust or alternative views or whatever? We, I mean, what? My read and guess on this already, right, is yeah. from what I'm hearing from the principal and from what I've heard from the union, it almost sounds like she was like, what? I thought this was appropriate. <laughs> we want to be as transparent with our families as possible while honoring the confidentiality of DCPS's reporting process. If you ever experience, witness, or hear about an incident of hate or bias within our school community, virtually or in person, ooh, they just send them into the metaverse, report the incident to a member of our staff as soon as you are made aware. The well-being of our students is paramount. If you have any questions or concerns, please contact me via email. Sincerely, M. Scott Berkowitz. Which, honestly, 
The idea that his name is not M. Period Scott Berkowitz it seems like a miss. It's just one word: M. Scott. M. Scott. M. Scott. I mean, let's not make fun of his name, but okay. I mean, I can say it's an odd name. Yes, you can. I, dude, it's just it, when can you say let's this? not make fun of somebody's like like if somebody chooses a name, can you then make fun of it, or are you not allowed to make fun of names at all? It may be a little bit easy. I mean, like if it's a if it's a uh, if it's if it's your wrestler name, yeah, you can you can totally make fun of it. Okay, so only wrestler names noted for the future. Got it. If it's your radio name, you can you can you can make fun of me. Okay, for being Hawaiian. Anyway, right. Christmas is coming. Uh, don't do that. Would be <laughs> I don't know. Any any big plans before we get out of here for Christmas, friend? Uh, no, I'm gonna go see my parents. I'll see my nieces. Um, I'm excited. How about you? I'm I uh I think I think we're getting the the family together. I gotta find my I gotta get some hands get my hands on some rapid tests because you know it's still wild the amount of people that seem to be getting this new variant even though they're fully boosted up and all that stuff. So you know still gotta be safe. But um, as we talked about earlier this week, you know know the risks and gonna do what we're gonna do. I guess. So uh, the, right now I'm looking at the at the Worldometer that yesterday uh, reported twenty six thousand three hundred ninety three. Remember, remember we said on the, when we recorded uh, on what last time we recorded. Yeah, I, I said there was twenty one thousand new cases. Mm-hmm. Today that number got bumped up to twenty six thousand new cases. So is that a total of forty seven in two days? Correct. Oh. And if and if you add what's so far and those are the last two days. So if you add the tally so far for today, add another uh twenty one twenty two thousand. Jeez. So far to so what is that? Uh so twenty one plus twenty six is thirty seven plus twenty two is fifty nine. Sure. In three days. I zoned Basically a little there, six, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. the anyway, uh, any thoughts before we get out of here? Merry Christmas! Yeah, happy holidays, everybody! Thanks for listening. We'll we'll be here for one show next week, and uh, then we resume our normal schedule in 2022. But as always, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Happy holidays! Can't get out of here without the "This Is Happening" holiday tradition. John McLaughlin live in uh, studio with us a couple years back, maybe like four years at this point. I don't even know. But anyway, uh, this is Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Be here tomorrow. Bye. There's something about this time When everything is sacred I want to bottle it up and save it All around the sights and sounds you hear They're making me nostalgic I think about my life and I was beautiful And it's changing When the snow starts to fall like a kid again We got the wreath hung on it though We got gifts piled on the floor We got more than we could ask for And this is Christmas
There's a fire in the fireplace Light running through our face Don't it feel like amazing grace This is Christmas Smiles come easier All the feels feel feel And I start acting like a child But if I may say Ain't that kind of the best way to live Cause we all are changing When the snow starts to fall We got the meat hung on the door. We got gifts piled on the floor. We got more than we could ask for. This is Christmas. There's a fire in the fireplace. Life running through our face. Don't it feel like amazing grace? This is Christmas. I can't